Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and I am reading you the dictionary. Just It's just like little story time. All right, the first story in this episode is the word drift. D-R-I-F-T. This is the second form, because, of course, the first form was in the previous episode. This one is a verb from circa 1600, and we are starting with intransitive. 1A. To become driven or carried away, as by a current of water, wind, or air. As in, a balloon drifting in the wind. 1B. To move or float smoothly and effortlessly, like maybe a dancer is drifting on the stage. They're moving so smoothly and effortlessly. Uh, Number 2A. To move along a line of least resistance. What sort of line is that? Well, maybe these sub-definitions will help. To be, to move in a random or casual way. Just drifted along like, you know what, I, I don't have any plans. I'm just walking down the road. Oh, look at this shop. This looks interesting. Let me just drift over here. And okay, I'm now done with that shop. Let me just wander around. Let's walk down this street. We're just drifting down this street. We're drifting down that street. No plans. Just where whatever sparks our interest. Let's go there. 2C. To become carried along, subject to no guidance or control. As in, the talk drifted from topic to topic. Uh, when I am uh, when I have a guest on, uh, the, the the topics also drift. They they often drift from one to the other. We might be talking about one thing, and then we drift over to another thing because the context led us there. Maybe it sparked some memory in us, and then maybe we drift over to some other thing, and then we're like, "Whoa, we got to get back on track, baby. Let's talk about the words." Drifting from topic to topic, three A. To accumulate in a mass or become piled up in heaps by wind or water, as in drifting snow. And I do believe in the previous episode, which has been a while since I recorded that one, uh, I believe we mentioned, yeah, drift, a drift of snow or wind, uh, uh, not wind, uh, uh, sand possibly has been drifted up because of the wind or water. 3B. To become covered with a drift. Maybe you're just laying on the ground next to the street, and as it's snowing, maybe the snow plow comes and plows the snow right over you, so you have been drifted because you are covered with a drift of snow. Four. I can't tell you how many times I've been in that situation. Four. To vary or deviate from a set course or adjustment. Here are the transitive verb definitions. 1A, to cause to be driven in a current. To cause to be driven in a current. So what current is this? Is this you're being forced into a current? You're forced to drive into a current? You're drift... Oh, no, no, this is, I think, where you're drifting behind a thing. But this is to cause... To be driven 
in a current. So is this where somebody else? I don't know. My brain broke on that. Number 1B is talking about the West. Just, you know, the general West over to the left there, the West. It is to drive slowly, especially to allow grazing. And the thing that you are driving is livestock. So yes, in the West of America, the Western part, this is where we have most of the livestock and things. Uh, that's we, we, we just typically think of the West as, you know, cowboys speaking with a drawl, making their livestock drift. Uh, yeah, just drifting, drifting the livestock so they can they can graze, but then they can slowly drift to this other pasture and graze there. Let the other pasture grow for a while. You got to drift them. 2A, to pile in heaps, because a heap is a drift. 2B, to cover with drifts. Driftingly is an adverb. And I think my sound effect is, ooh, actually, no, no, I think I'm going to do that one. Ooh, or should I do that one? Maybe I should do it in that. Ep- yeah, okay, let's do this. Um, let's do... Let's do a drift sound. Did I do that in the previous episode? No, I did a drip, even though drip was not in that episode. Drip is coming up in uh, one, two episodes from now, I think. Yeah. Uh, So let's do... The next word is driftage with an A-G-E. Noun from 1768. Drifted material is driftage. Maybe like a wood... Uh, wood from the driftwood, which is coming up, maybe that's called driftage. Anything that maybe drifts out of the water is driftage. <sighs> Drifter. Noun from 1897. One that drifts, especially one that travels or moves about aimlessly. I'm just a drifter walking down the road. I got nowhere to go. Oh, look, there's a toad. Drifter drifting around. Oh, that would be such an interesting, fun life. Drift fence. Two words. Noun from 1907. A stretch of fence on rangeland especially in the western U.S., for preventing cattle from drifting from their home range. You can let them drift on your home range, but you can't let them drift off of their home range. Home, down on the range, that's where the home is, where the, where the, cattle, the cattle chew the grass. You, you got to stop them from drifting. It's a drift fence. That's what we're talking about. Drift net, two words, noun from 1662. A fishing net, often miles in extent, arranged to drift with the tide or current and buoyed up by floats or attached to a boat. Miles? Miles in extent? Does that mean that the net is miles long or... It is put out miles away from the shore. I'm a little confused by that part. But yeah, it's just a big old net that just drifts in the water. Uh, and then you got if it's not attached to a boat, it's floating. It's got things attached to it that keep it afloat so it doesn't sink. 
and uh, it's catching the fish, and I'm not a big fan of that, but this is a thing that people do. And then you got to go out and find it and grab it and then release the fish, release the fish, probably into the boat, and then put the drift net back out. Driftwood, one word, noun from 1633, one, wood drifted or floated by water. It's the waves, the waves are pushing the wood onto the shore, little bit by little bit, and eventually it just gets up on the shore, and then somebody picks it up, and they're like, oh my god, there's this wood, it's been softened and smoothed out by the erosion from the water, and it looks so cool, and I'm going to hang it up on my wall. I got some driftwood. Thanks, water. Number two, the synonym is the number two definition for the word flotsam. F-L-O-T-S-A-M. Flotsam. I think they usually put the other word with it. Jetsam? Is it jetsam and flotsam? Jetsam, something like that. It's just the stuff in the water. We are now on the last word, um, just because of the way that the words fell on this page, specifically the, the, the word drift, the first form of drift. It's a big chunk of text, and it went well over the halfway mark, which is where I usually stop my episodes. But because of that, I've adjusted... Uh, I'm still doing four episodes on this page. They actually do go a well onto the next page. One, two, three, yeah. But, the, you know, they're, they're a little bit shorter because of that. So... But we do have three forms of the word drill in this episode. Uh, So the first form of the word drill, D-R-I-L-L, is a verb from 1619, and we are starting with transitive. 1A, to fix something in the mind or habit pattern of by repetitive instruction, as in drill pupils in spelling. Drill it into their brains. Repeat it over and over again. How do you spell drill? D-R-I-L-L. Okay, children, how do you spell drill? D-W-I-L-P. Nope, sorry, we got to drill it into you again. How do you spell drill? D-R-I-L-L. Okay, good, you get the picture. Drill it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's drilling it into their brains and hearts and souls. 1b to impart or communicate by repetition should we say it again to impart or communicate by repetition to impart or communicate by repetition 1c to train or exercise in military drill it's all about the repetition really it's over and over again they're doing these drills Hey, let's, how fast can you do it this time? Okay, now you're stronger. Now let's do it again. Military drills. I never had to do that. 2A1. To bore or drive a hole in. You're driving a hole in maybe with a nail. You're boring it. Maybe you're, you're, you're digging out from the wood. You're digging a hole into a thing. It's, you're drilling a hole in some fashion, in some way, with some sort of tool. I don't know what kind of tool it might be. 2A2. To make by piercing action, as in drill a hole. 
you're, when you get your ears pierced, they really should say, okay, I'm going to drill a hole in your ear because I'm piercing the the skin. The uh, There's not a whole lot of stuff going. It's just like some tissue and skin. There's no bones or cartilage in your ear lobe. Sometimes people do get their cartilage pierced, but not. it's not the common thing. Uh, yes, I, I need to go get my ears drilled. 2B, to shoot with or as if with a gun. You drill a gun as you're shooting? Hmm, I don't think I've heard that one. 2C1, to propel as a ball with force or accuracy, as in drilled a single to right field. So it's not like, oh, it just lobbed into right field. It went real high and real slow. No, this was force and accuracy. It went straight for right field, right there. No stopping, no no stopping at the go space collecting $200. No, no drifting around. It was drilled right into that one spot. 2C2, to hit with force, as in drilled the batter, with the first pitch. Did you hit the batter? Why would you throw? Don't don't hit the batter. That's not nice. Then they get a walk. Hit with force. Drilled them. Yeah, it's all about hitting, hitting hard with the force. Uh, okay, we are now on intransitive. Number one, to make a hole with a drill. You drill a hole with a drill. You're drilling. Two, to engage in an exercise. This is like the military drills. I'm going to go drilling when I do my exercises with lots of repetition. Drillability is a noun. Drillable is an adjective. And driller is a noun. This is from the Dutch word drillin. Um, doesn't say more than that, so it probably just means drill. Uh, We do have some other forms in the next episode. There's not a whole lot more etymology, but um, yeah, that's probably pretty much what we're going to get to see. Uh, I will say, I guess um, this is a fine place to say that, I did start listening yesterday to the podcast called The History of English Podcast. And wow, I I definitely recommend it. Uh, If you're at all interested in this podcast, in English, in history, in evolution, whatever it is, uh, this guy goes deep. He goes real deep. And it's uh, fascinating. I think I've listened to three episodes so far, and there's at least 166. He started it like 11 years ago. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. And uh, so far, I'm loving it. I'm into it. I'm hoping... Uh, I, I would like to get this guy on um, for the word English. And whoa, look at that. I flipped exactly to the right page that English is on. Seriously. Seriously? The first form of the word English, the first two, three forms of the word English are at the top of page 414. And I turned right to that page. Is there another form? Nope, nope, that's it. I went right there. So I don't know what date that is going to air on, but uh, yep. Page 414, maybe I'll get the English guy on the English episode. We can talk in English about English. Okay, moving on. The second form of drill is a noun from 1611. One, an instrument with an edged or pointed end 
for making holes in hard substances by revolving or by a succession of blows. Especially, no, also, a machine for operating such an instrument. A succession of blows? So is it like it's going to hit it a bunch of times? Tap, 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 tap. And that's called drill also? I did not realize that drills could do that too, or that's also called drilling. Never thought about that. But usually, yes, there is a pointed end. You put a something at the end of it, or it, maybe it's already just built in, and it has an edge or a point or something, so it is sharp enough to make a hole in a hard substance. I don't know, metal, wood, hopefully not skin and muscle. Uh, try to avoid that one if you could. It's a drill. I found my drill on Blueberry Hill. Okay, number two. The act or exercise of training soldiers in marching and in executing prescribed movements with a weapon. Do the drills with the weapon so you know how to use it and you don't mess up because you don't want to mess up with a weapon. You want to be an expert with the weapon so you don't accidentally make it go off and shoot your foot or shoot somebody else. Bad news bears right there. 3A, a physical or mental exercise aimed at perfecting facility and skill, especially by regular practice. I guess when I record this podcast, I'm going through my talking drills, my reading skills, my talking, no, my reading drills and skills, my talking drills and skills. I'm drilling all of this into my head, even though I don't, I think that's the thing. I don't remember a lot of this stuff because I don't do the drills with that one episode. I don't read it over and over again. I do listen to it a couple of times, but that's not quite enough to have it drilled in your head. And don't drill your head, please. Not like, don't do what the guy in pie did. Was that a spoiler? Sorry. It might be. Number, where are we? Uh, I think we're at 3B, right? Yes. A formal exercise by a team of marchers. They're marching, they're drilling, they're marching, they're drilling, they're marchers, they're drillers. 3C. The approved, correct, or usual procedure for accomplishing something. And the synonym is routine. It's your your routine is your drill. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's approved. I approved my routine in the morning. Going through all my stuff. It's correct. And it's a procedure for accomplishing something. I'm accomplishing lots of things in the morning when I do all my drills. 4A. A marine snail destructive to oysters by boring through their shells and feeding on the soft parts. This this marine snail is called a drill because it drills into the shells. The species name is Eurosalpinx cenaria. Whoa, that's crazy. All right, maybe we need to post a picture of this drill snail. Hmm. I do think I maybe have heard of this, but I don't think I realized it was called a drill. But yeah, and how do they drill? Do they eat the shell in little bits by little bits? That's interesting. But then they eat the soft parts. That's the the ooey-gooey center of an oyster. That's everybody's favorite part. 4B, 
any of several mollusks related to the drill. So there's other ones called drill, and maybe they drill in other things too. Five, a drilling sound is a drill. It could be, or it could be, I don't know, maybe, because it's a succession of blows. The last word is the third form of drill, noun from 1644. A Western African baboon, having a black face and brown coat, and closely related to the typical mandrills. Ah, that's why it's called a drill, because of mandrill. Uh, the species name, it looks like there's a couple of them, Mandrillus leucophaeus, or also Papio leucophaeus. So it's a baboon that's, uh, I guess, related to the mandrill, so they call it drill. And the, it says the origin is unknown, but it seems like it comes from mandrill, so maybe we have to uh, look at the etymology for mandrill when we get there. Assuming it's in the book. Okay, so we we now have to read the words. What, what were the words? What were they? I don't know. We had drift, driftage, drifter, drift fence, drift net, driftwood, drill, drill, drill. I think I think I want to pick um oh I don't know either driftwood or drifter one of those uh I guess driftwood is a drifter because it's just drifting in the water and then it lands on the sand maybe or it could never land on the sand it could just drift in the water forever forever and ever and ever um I don't know I think I I'm going to pick drifter as the word of the episode There was a time in my life where I wanted to be a drifter. I drifted a little bit in Hawaii, and then I came home. I wasn't a drifter anymore. That's the end of that song. That's the end of this episode. Um, Let's see. I guess I could quickly just talk about another movie I watched. Uh, Let's see. I need to bring up my list. I don't remember... Which one, which one did I leave off at? Um, ooh, 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 I think I mentioned Happy Texas, did I? If I didn't, I'll mention it now. Happy Texas. Uh, it's late 90s. Oh, I think I did mention this, didn't I? Did I? I can't remember. It's it's just a fun, a fun movie. Uh, we re-watched, we re-watched the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, when we first saw it, it was in the theater. There was a guy who was being just a big old butthead to some other people in the theater. So it really ruined Sharon's experience of the movie. So um, I also watched it again on a plane. And then so this was my third time watching it and uh, kind of Sharon's first time because she was so distracted the first time around. And uh, oh, I just love this movie so much. I love so many things about this movie. I have so many thoughts, so many things to say, so many questions for the filmmakers. The motion, the dancing, the movements are so realistic. Like, this movie almost feels like a live-action movie because it feels, I don't know, for some reason it feels so real. Even though it's a total cartoon, um, it's like, I I would almost like to see a live-action remake of it. I think that could be done, and it would be wonderful. Um, Yeah, just something about it just feels so real. And I don't know if they did a rotoscope, like, did they use live action footage 
for a lot of the movements and the dancing and stuff or what? I don't know. I don't know if they did. I haven't heard that they did, but it seems like maybe they did. I don't know. It's just, and it's also just funny and it's Bob's Burgers and it's so real and it like digs deep into all like the five main characters. It digs deep into like who they are as people and what makes them go and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Okay, I think that's fine. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, for who we got to say, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.